Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Network's Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Oh my god, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. We're back with part two of Avengers Endgame. It was so juicy, we needed to split it into two parts. I'm still joined by Michael Erickson, Val Agnew, and Trent Dozier, and we're continuing our conversation from our last episode. So if you haven't listened to that yet, you're going to want to pump the brakes, double back, and pay our previous episode a visit before diving deeper into the end game story. Without further ado, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, when I think about how it started but where it's at now, like... Obviously, there should have been more than one woman Avenger. Um, yeah. There should have been more. She was the only diversity in the first Avengers. And, mm. like, that shouldn't have happened, right? Uh, kind of like how us, as we as humans, like, we're slowly getting better. Like, they, the, the MCU slowly got better. And they started with the diversity. And they're getting better. And they're figuring it out. However, in this story, Nat dying fit the story better and it fit her character so much of course she would do this even if it meant sacrificing the only like female avenger that is the choice that she would make 100 percent of the time so i like it it just sucks that she was the only one yeah i i also think that i it it did serve serve the story way better i totally agree with that and i feel like in the uh kind of if you were one of the characters in the movie and nat was the one who came back like i feel like because we were kind of joking how nat had sexual chemistry with everyone earlier but like that is also i think we feel that way because she has these relationships with cap with hawkeye with hulk like it's all independent and like if you know if nat came back and was like hawkeye sacrificed himself they'd be they'd all be like we gotta you know do this for hawkeye so it was worth it but you're totally right michael it served the story way better because it was her they were all like i know honest trailer said it as a joke but like seriously she is the she's like the heart and soul of the team especially at that point you know she was still running the meetings and having everybody like go out into space and like yeah to the point where i got to really defensive of thor when so they they come back they get all the stones we'll use this as a point to move further into this movie um, they bring all the <laughs> stones back and they real. And also, by the way, Nebula is on the same like Wi-Fi connection as her other self. Yeah, so, that's correct. So <laughs> they figure that out. Thanos. And once again, Thanos is like, not a joke. He like figures out they're trying to do and, and finds a way to travel to the future in that yeah. humongous spaceship. Yep. Um, but he sends back the, the, uh, the wrong Nebula and then they come back without Nat. Um, also, before there's so much to cover in this movie. Mm. Uh, there's also, and I'm going to go through a couple of these things. Feel free to jump in with anything if, if it felt important. Um, 
they have a great scene where Tony gets to speak to his dad, which was really, really wonderful. They have a scene where, um, in that same scene, Captain America goes back in time and gets to see Peggy through the Mm -hmm. glass. Mm -hmm. That stressed me out a little bit because I kept feeling like, okay, we need to be running. Like, we don't need to be, like, stopping and looking at old photos. <laughs> like, when they're, like, sharing an elevator on their way. I know they're in time travel, and they're going to – it's kind of like they're going to show up at the yeah, same time anyway. Yeah, they can take their time. Yeah, it yeah. takes yeah. It was so stressful to me <laughs> that they, people are looking around, and he's kind of just like, is that a picture of me? Oh, there she – oh, the blind – oh. I was like, run, run. Devin, Devin, let me ask you this. Are Get you someone, Are you someone who is like always on time to a party? I am annoyingly on time to a party. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, am, I am early to help you cut vegetables on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this makes total sense then. I was, I couldn't stay. I was like, okay, we're, try, we're trying to save the universe. Let's, uh, let's compartmentalize a little bit here. Take the picture with you. Yeah. Take it with you. Yeah. Take her with you. What do you care? Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. Ugh. Anyway, um, they have a nice moment with Howard, which was nice, uh, and and furthers that along. Um, also, that guy, the young Jarvis, mm-hmm. is the only char- actor or character ever to come from a television show and be in a movie, in a Marvel movie. Really? Mm-hmm. He's well, in uh, uh, Agents like of Shield. He Shura. originated yeah. in a television show. He originated in Agent Carter. Okay. And then they brought him into the movie. He's the only person who's ever like started in a television show and then moved into a movie. Question. Is he really good at doing... Um, uh, Who's the actor who plays Vision? Paul Bettany. Um, Paul, Bettany. Paul Bettany. Is he really good at doing a Paul Bettany voice, or did they like dub yeah. Paul Bettany for this movie? No, no, no. So he like he plays the actual Jarvis. So like oh. Paul Bettany's Jarvis, like the AI Jarvis, is named after this guy who was uh, Howard's butler. Yep. Oh. Um, and so yeah, so basically like we just get to meet like the actual Jarvis in Agent Carter. Which by the way, what a criminally like undervalued show great and show Haley atwell is like one of my favorite people in the entire mcu and i really sincerely hope that with all the what if stuff that she like gets her own live I... action show or something because yep. she's freaking phenomenal and but yep. anyway he's in that that's where he comes from also captain carter is my favorite character in the mcu one of them that they've introduced in a long t- and i don't know what it is because they just have one episode with her but she's so cool She's so cool. She's just so cool. That's all it is. She's just cool. You yeah. like her, and I want to be around her. So I hope they do too. I hope like somewhere. Ah, so good. Um, so then they all come back. Nat is gone. They um they have a moment where they mourn Nat. I get really defensive of Hawkeye because like Thor goes on this thing where of course Thor is like they're all mourning her. They're all in grief, but Thor is like I forget what he's saying, but he's like being really disrespectful to Hawkeye, and Hawkeye is like. She is dead. Like, yeah. right. I, I do not, I just lost my best friend. I don't want to have to remind you of that again. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want you to make this about your feelings right now <laughs> when Thor, I killed my best right. friend just now. Well, Thor, because Thor's entire thing in this movie is I need to undo, like, this cascade of mistakes, like, horrible things that are happening because I fucked up. Yeah. Right? And so he's, like, in this moment, he's, like, delirious. He's just, like, 
I I know more about space than you. I know that we can fix this. And yeah. and Clint's like, yeah, I know, dude. I know <laughs> nothing, but I do know this. Yeah. So shut he's, up, please. He's like, you go talk to the red flowy guy. You, <laughs> you take great. your hammer. You go yeah. talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, telling you what the guy girls. said to me. <laughs> I don't work there. I don't know. Clint's got like a dip in. He's like, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Talk to the manager. I don't know what you want from me. Oh God. So they, um, they Hulk realizes he has to be the one that snaps the fingers. He snaps the fingers, brings everybody back. One. I love that. It's quick. I mean, yeah. we knew there was yeah. another fight scene coming, but I love that. It's not like drawn out. Um, and also, it happens that way, I think, because you're meant to forget that they that it worked. Because yeah. I always forget. Like, yeah. especially the first time I saw it, I completely forgot that they came back. By the time that it matters, yeah. I had forgotten. Mm -hmm. um, also, a small, tiny detail that I never noticed, but one of the theorists brought up, when the explosion happens, Scott, you can see him get tiny. Like, you can mm -hmm. see him turn into Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah as he's being like blown up which is a really cool little detail once again a reason why you need to watch these movies in theaters i remember seeing that in theaters since i've watched it on a smaller screen at home i never see it i have to like maybe i have bad eyes but um <laughs> but i remember seeing it in the theater being like so not a frame of this movie is wasted yeah <laughs> yeah it's perfect mm -hmm. uh because thanos comes and fucking dookies all over the avengers like sends rocket after rocket after rocket and i also had a thought of like nasa must have a code for when something enters the atmosphere that we have no way of knowing what it's gonna be yeah. you know what i mean they must have like <laughs> the oh shit code for oh yet again something has entered the atmosphere that i we're not gonna know what it is and we can't by the time we get there, it's going to be done. <laughs> like, just a mess. Space Force has no hope of yeah. being helpful. Yeah. Uh, and then this brings us to our final fight scene, which is, once again, they tell so much story during this fight scene. Um, they the, it, it comes back to the three main Avengers, or like the three original Avengers, fighting Thanos. Mm -hmm. um, Nebula. And losing. Well, yeah. Let me read this a little bit. Maybe this will better articulated than I'm going to from my memory. Uh, reuniting in the present, the Avengers place the stones in a gauntlet that Stark, Banner, and Rocket have built. Banner, having the most resistance to the radiation, wields the gauntlet and reverses Thanos' did, uh, disintegrations. Meanwhile, 2014 Nebula, impersonating her future self, uses the time machine to transport 2014 Thanos and his warship to the present, which he uses to destroy the Avengers compound. Present-day Nebula convinces 2014 Gamora to betray Thanos, but is unable to convince 2014 and kills her. Thanos overpowers Stark, Thor, and um, Mjolnir wielding Rogers. When... <laughs> This oh. is one of the moments that you yep. will never get if you didn't see it. Mm. Never yes! <laughs> never the screaming. Never. The, the joy. The uh, unfiltered yeah. joy that would erupt in the theater. There Amazing. were, and then this leads to, let me finish reading this, and then we'll get into all the moments of this, this fight scene. Uh, to uh, 
summons his army to retrieve the stones, intent on using them to destroy the universe and create one. A restored Stephen Strange arrives with the other sorcerers and all of the Avengers, and uh, as well as the armies of Wakanda and Asgard, to fight Thanos' army. Danvers also arrives, and then Thanos overpowers her, seizes a gauntlet, and then we'll get to the very, very end of the fight after we talk about some of these moments. Mjolnir was, like, it was on, like, Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. I mean, the theater was electric. I've never, I've yeah. never felt that never. before. Never. Ever. And the, and the fight choreography immediately after that moment is some of the coolest shit that I have ever seen. Like, yes. the yeah. way yeah. he uses Mjolnir with his shield and, yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, Thor, like, tag-teaming with each of him, Thor and Tony. Throwing like, the hammers between each other. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. It is, like, the coolest thing ever. But Thor, th- Thor oh, charging Iron Man to shoot him. Yeah. Like, just the every every second is important. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, but even despite all of that, they are still losing. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's what makes the next part so incredibly powerful. Yep. Because yeah. they would not have won yeah. if it had just been the three of them, and, as powerful the- as they are. And the rule that also kind of goes for Thanos too, where it's like Thanos was getting beat by Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel single-handedly. Yeah. Yes. And if he didn't kind of cheat in a way, he would have lost, and he knew it. So it's like kind of cool how like the main people couldn't beat Thanos. Thanos couldn't beat some of their buddies, mm-hmm. and then that's how it all worked out. Oh, it's so good. There. So there's so many moments here. One. Um, we talked about the Nebula moment. We talked about the Mjolnir moment. Mm-hmm. The the moment where... Because the army really comes when it's down to just Captain America. Everybody yeah. else is kind of like taking a nap. Yep. Um, I remember being in the theater and people just crying. Hysterically yeah. crying as he uses the shit and his teeth are all bloody and gross. Yeah. And then... Shields broken. <laughs> the shield's truly broken. He can barely stand. And then the portals open up when I say, we all, I'm crying thinking about it now. <laughs> it was magic. I've never yeah. experienced anything like it. The Three words. Of, yeah. Go ahead, it, Val. No, no, no. It's yours. On your left. I, uh, <sighs> And then when you rewatch the movie, you're like, they are pulling from every, like, literally not a sentence of dialogue is wasted. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. and for the first people to come through to be Black Panther oh. was so powerful. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was so like, it could have been anybody. There's so many, it could have been Spider-Man. Like they could have just did it there. But something about seeing uh, Okoye, uh, who Shuri. else comes at Suri and, and uh, Black Panther. Kachala, comes Kachala, yeah. So good. Oh, everything about it. Yeah. And then there... I think. Oh, sorry, go, go ahead, ahead No, no, no go, 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 go. No, so go, Val, go, Val, go, Val. I think that I, I think that the way they introduced Spider-Man was perfect. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, not an afterthought exactly, but, like, there's already so much going on. Yeah. And then it's like you think you can't get any more excited, and all of a sudden he's there. Yeah. And his face is just like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm here. I'm going to try to do what I can to help. It's, <laughs> it's, like ev- thing. it's like unbeatable that every two seconds, it's another person you had not thought about even one time during the movie. Not yeah. one time was I like, the Wasp. 
<laughs> Valkyrie is here. <laughs> also, where did we find a flying horse? The oh. whole time this time I was uh. watching this, I was like, she's been in Norway. Where yeah. did she get a flying horse from? <laughs> I think Skokie. Skokie. Sure. Yeah. Ted's flying horses. Yeah. Yeah, we're hey. fighting a bunch of aliens here, Val. Let's not think too hard about the flying <laughs> yeah, horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people said I wasn't a scientist, but uh <laughs> could they have beaten Thanos without one of my flying horses? Come down to Ted's flying horses. It's <laughs> So we also fun. got vans with time machines in the back. Another thing is, I will say, uh, he says, like, has anybody seen an ugly van? And then she was like, oh, I guess she has been in Norway. I was thinking, like, why would she know what a van looks like? Yeah. But if she's been in Norway, that makes more sense. And the callback of the like, so many little, like, okay. So there's a bunch of awesome little callbacks that I would like to point out. First off, the. Uh, Thor charging Iron Man up that hap you know that happens in the original Avengers movie mm -hmm. except it's on accident because they're right. fighting each other and he blasts him with the lightning and then Jarvis is like power oh. at one million percent or whatever and Tony's like oh okay um, <laughs> I'm sure there are more than this probably but the two that stick out to me that I think about all the time and like are the uh, encapsulation of why the MCU is incredible. It's because of all these details and detail-oriented people and all that stuff. Uh, when they are looking for the van and um, uh, Captain America asks Ant-Man how much time he needs, and he says, whatever. And he's like, okay, go do it. And uh, the Wasp says, we're on it, Cap. Yeah. And that's a callback to... Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp because after Civil War, Ant-Man is like uh, calling Captain America Cap and uh, Evangeline Lilly is like you call him Cap but you know, <laughs> he was gone for five years and now she's back and she loves it um, oh. the other one the other one is when um, uh, Black Panther takes the gauntlet from Hawkeye he says, Clint, give it to me and um, I also like that because in Civil War, when they're fighting Hawkeye goes Hi, my name's Clint, and Black Panther's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just like so. You could watch this a thousand times and find something new every time. It's yeah. incredible. Oh, another one, actually, on my rewatch for this podcast of it. Um, one thing that I noticed this time that I had never noticed before was obviously when um, Natasha dies and they're all discussing it. Um, they go, "Did she have any family?" and Captain America says, yes, us. And at the beginning of the movie, before Ant-Man shows up and it's just Cap and Black Widow talking, um, she calls them her family. And I had never noticed that until this mm. viewing, my 100th viewing of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, man. So that line hit even more for when Cap said it this time. Um, yeah. But it's just like all that stuff is incredible and the callbacks yeah. they have. Chain Cap from calls Spider-Man Queens, which is yeah. a callback yeah. to Civil War. Yeah, there's a ton of little things like that. So good. One? There was uh, another moment that, like... The hug. Spider-Man and Iron Man. There's two oh. more bits. So the hug. Let's talk about the hug. Spider-Man comes over, and he's like, okay, what's going on? I like, woke up on the thing. And Spider-Man is truly, like, always Peter Parker. He's always like, yeah. kind of jovial. And, and, and when Iron Man hugs him... My husband and I are wailing, mm. wailing, crying, <laughs> oh. wailing. Mm. 
We know what's happening. We're yeah. wailing. They're so good. It's also, I just realized it's like, um, it's, uh, you know, Tony's part of his arc is like trying to not be his dad. Right. Yeah. And like, we just saw him kind of forgive his dad and like yeah. have that moment and hug him. Yeah. And so like, I just realized how kind of mirrored this moment is to that where he, cause Ugh. he always tried to keep Peter kind of at arm's length because I think he was afraid of like turning into his dad. Yeah. Um, but by doing that, he almost was mo being more like his dad. And so like the fact that he kind of allowed himself to hug both his actual father and Peter is like such a beautiful like moment and like closing of that like arc it, just in time. Guys, um, can I say something kind of disgusting? Oh, <laughs> say it. Slop it up. Lay it on me. Ready? Yeah. This is the perfect Harold. <laughs> and just so the audience is aware, Harolds are typically three hours long. Uh, definitely felt like that, yeah. 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 So, you know, it's all set up the same way, right? I mean, I think what I mean is like, this is just how good storytelling is, and the yeah. Herald is supposed to be good storytelling, but yeah. um, supposed to be, right? Yeah, um, don't let me in there, because, you know, I'm going to muck it up. Yeah, no, no me neither, me neither. We, we've had those auditions already. Um, but... No, like I think it like it, it it sort of like wraps everything up in ways you oh, didn't yeah. expect it to, and the writers or the performers are so smart they know you're not expecting it. So yeah. that is just like that. It's just good storytelling. Uh, and also speak. So at one point he gets the um, uh, Peter gets the glove, and we have two more moments. Okay, so then yet another moment where the audience we were truly like I can't tell you. I know we feel like like boomers talking about Woodstock, but it was like, you had to be there when, when Captain Marvel comes through the atmosphere and flies straight through that, that spaceship, as we have seen her do already. She just likes to fly through. Space. I'm still not even thinking <laughs> yeah. that she's going to come do it. And then she does it. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. He, the audience went wild. I forgot about her the whole movie. Then they hand the uh he hands the thing over to her the the gauntlet and then there's this scene where it essentially she's like he's like how are you to get through this and then um all the women all the women join her i am so, this is the moment that kennedy baldwin was talking about because we talked about this her similar to i are very suckers for like look at all these women do cool shit mm -hmm. but it really was like an unbelievable especially coming from and once again i don't know that gen z or, or people younger than us would experience like we went through so many there have historically been so many superhero movies that where women mm -hmm. were just damsels in distress so to see yeah. that they had over these movies amassed so many strong female superheroes mm -hmm. and just one after another you keep getting reminded of like oh bam oh my god then it's uh, then it's mm -hmm. the wasp then it's shuri then it's like it was so weeping in the theater we were all screaming it was so, the way they were working together was so cool. It was just I wonderful. I loved that moment. Like, I know a lot of people are like, why did they have to, like, do it so ham-handedly? I'm like, yeah. because it's never happened yeah. before. Also, I want to point out that almost all of them don't have any powers. Yeah. Which just makes it that much cooler. Yeah. Like, they're in this battle and like the like at least 80% of them are just people. They might have like super powered suits or some yeah. kind of thing, but like 
they're just people and they're just oh. kicking ass <laughs> kicking ass pepper Potts as rescue in that yeah. suit i remember everybody being like fucking pepper Potts! <laughs> <laughs> Because she's mean, also what a payoff. What a payoff! Like, after she, so many years, <laughs> so many, and they never at any point, like, they never at any point lead you to believe that she would ever have a suit on for any reason. Like her character is so removed from that. But then when she comes in, I remember thinking, like, of course she know how to use one of these suits. She's married to Iron Man. You think they don't like be like, okay, here's a contingent plan in case like somebody I pissed off over the years comes in, like whatever. So, yeah, so they definitely brilliant. use the suits for sex. They oh. definitely use the suits yeah. for really? sex. Or at least yeah. for like I, I household disagree. chores. Yeah. I, I feel, don't think that they like no, float no, in the air. No, no, I don't because <laughs> I think I think she is traumatized after um, um Iron Man three, three yeah, when sure. one of the suits tries to fucking kill her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she also got saved by one of the suits. Was that Iron Man two? Uh, like, that's, that's like all three of them. Oh, there's, yeah. But there's the one where, like, his house gets blown up. And, yeah, like, that's Iron Man he... 3. Okay. So much happens in that <laughs> fucking movie. Um, but they at Iron least Man use it to, 3. like, landscape and shit. Like, they're not going to hire <laughs> yeah. They're not going to hire a bulldozer. They're just going to, like, blast it open. They live right next to You know that's a man-made lake they live next to. Oh, sure. Right. Um, is it, but any, so the movie culminates. There's another moment where they he says, like, I... Uh, Stephen Strange says, I cannot tell you what will happen because then it won't happen. You just have to trust me. So then we get to the moment where Thanos is truly winning. Against all odds, Thanos wins. That should be his like catchphrase. Mm -hmm. um, he gets the gauntlet on right before he's about to snap. Tony's like the last person within distance who could like try to get it off. It doesn't work. But he learns from his last mistake. This is yet again why it's so, they're so smart. Because you know that Tony would learn from the last time. And he doesn't try to take the gauntlet off. He he takes the stones off. Snaps his fingers to destroy this. Kills himself to do sacrifices himself. There's a moment where he looks over at Stephen Strange and Stephen holds up a one. Because he's like, this is the only, I can't tell you, I've known you were going to die since we started this. Passes away. From this moment forward, we cried through the credits, into washing the dishes after the movie was over. <laughs> it takes it's, a while to recover from this movie. Because it is also, there's still 30 minutes of the movie left. Yeah. And it's just hit after hit, in a beautiful way, in a way that we want and I welcome. Yeah. They, I couldn't believe how well this was done. Yeah. Also, I want to point out two things. One is that the the final moment when Tony, when because Thanos says, I am inevitable, and uh -huh. then tries to snap, yeah. and it fails, Nothing. right? And and then Tony reveals that he has the stones and says, I am Iron Man. And that was not in the script. An editor, oh. an editor was working on the final scene and said, he needs, it. originally he just didn't say anything. It just cut to him and he snapped. Mm. Mm -hmm. And an editor said he should say, I am Iron Man. And so they had to bring Robert Downey Jr. back to the set. And it was just him. He was just by himself on the set. And he just filmed that scene like Ugh. months Well, this later. man was correct. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, exactly it is a beautiful said. moment. It was just like the payoff of, which we actually skipped over, is uh, when everyone shows up at the beginning of the battle 
Yes. Uh, and um, Cap finally gets to yes! actually say yes! oh! Avengers Assemble, which is like yeah. the coolest. That's the moment. Oh. Those are moments that are, are set up to be corny as hell. It's so hard to do them correctly, and they yeah. do them perfectly. Yep. The yes. music is like swelling perfectly, and he's and just Mjolnir like, yeah, comes in. Yeah. Avengers, a little beat, assemble. Everybody's oh, That's the moment awesome. me and me and Kennedy were like sque- squeezing each other. Squealing. <laughs> it was in- it was incredible. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'll and- never forget that. Oh, Anytime oh, I watch funny. it, I think about Kennedy in North Carolina. I probably every third time I watch it, I will text her and I'll be like, "Just want to let you know I'm watching this again." <laughs> and the, and the Thinking music, about squealing. Oh, the mm. music in that moment too. It's that that dun 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 dun. And yes. it's just like just bi- like the tension is just building, and it's like this yep. release of tension oh. as they start like running down the. Oh, and but the other thing I just had pointed out to me in another theory video, which I just thought was like the coolest detail ever and i never would have noticed this if someone didn't point it out in infinity war when uh strange is explaining that there's only one outcome he's like playing with a rock he's like sitting and kind of like like leaning on his knee and playing with a rock and he says that there's only one outcome and then at the beginning of the battle thanos is sitting with his knee on or his elbow on his knee, playing with a rock in the exact same position. So Whoa. Strange was literally illustrating that he had seen this exact wow. moment. That's cool. I, I <sighs> thought that was the coolest fucking thing ever. That's and like so good. Yeah. And what's I think what's so neat about that is like Marvel has never been like, hey, look at this thing we did. They yeah. they just wait for some eagle-eyed person to notice it, but like yeah. no one notices it well okay it was just for us yeah like i love that like they do mm. this stuff and it's like if someone notices amazing otherwise we're just gonna enjoy them it's just for us really cool thing yeah yeah i thought that was so cool there's um Ugh, i forgot what i was gonna say oh well um <laughs> what did you say right before that what was your first point about um the, the, cap- music, the, the, music, oh, the music the music the music that's what i wanted to say I my only qualm with the MCU as somebody who loves music scores, I listen to music scores like as I work. I I mm-hmm. was in orchestral band for like 13, 14 years or something like that. I love uh classical music and orchestral scores. I really and they have already shown signs that they might. The MCU's only fallback is that they don't really give their heroes themes. Mm-hmm. There are new composers for each movie. They don't really like come over. So those moments where you hear the Avengers theme, yeah, we are like hell yeah! yeah. Like there's a moment in the new <laughs> Hawkeye in the last episode. And spoiler alert mm-hmm. for Hawkeye, I'll give you two, two seconds. When in have you guys seen the latest episode of yes. Hawkeye? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Watch me spoil it. <laughs> You guys can't get off because you have to record it. Oh, my God. Uh, Black Widow's alive again? <laughs> it was all a dream? Oh, yeah. oh God. Uh, it would be wonderful. It was like all um, Howard the Duck's dream. Um, oh, God. But they, uh, they introduce Yelena in the series. Mm-hmm. And they use Yelena's theme from her movie to introduce her. And it makes that moment perfect, which is like, yeah. I'm so happy that they used it this time. And like, they started 
bringing these themes back for this because it was yeah. wonderful. Also, also, any anytime Clint is like talking about Natasha, they sprinkle in that the end game mm-hmm. her on yeah. Vormir music. It's yeah, it's a nice touch. When they did Kate's a good job. Hang- oh, sorry. They did a good job with that with uh, Black Panther. I think. I think yes. Black Panther is a really good one. Yeah, totally um, agreed. As well as that little battle cry, the E-Bombay thing. Like, yeah. yeah, people could tell me anything and then say E-Bombay after. I'd go and do whatever they want me to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Oh. Yeah. So then um, we have his funeral scene. We see a lot of different... The, the part where they're panning, they... I mean, there's so many gut-wrenching things. They... He leaves a message to his daughter fucking tears they have like a little viking burial thing for him where they like push his little heart out to sea or to lake i guess i guess they got to go like pick it up when it's on the other side of the lake Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but then they go back through all the people and ev once again every time they go to a new little grouping i'm crying harder than i was when i was looking at the last grouping um they have a wonderful scene with uh, they have a wonderful scene with the Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye, where they're talking about both losing, you know, the people they were closest with. They have a wonderful mm-hmm. scene with um, Happy and um, oh, so once again, mm-hmm. not a thing I would ever think to put into a movie. Yeah. I'm crying hysterically. Your I'm not. Thinking... Love cheeseburgers. Yeah, yeah, the cheeseburger thing. What a great callback. Yeah, Ugh. and it was like, who is genius enough to think after all of this? Let's give Happy a scene. Yeah. And it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, so wonderful. And then they have the final scene where Steve Rogers takes, or one of the final scenes where Steve Rogers takes the stones back to their place, doesn't show up, and he's sitting, once again, I what the theater was weeping. <laughs> so good. He doesn't come back. He decides to live his life with Peggy which makes it wonderful mm-hmm. um, and just comes back as an old man yeah. and gives the shield to um, Falcon Sam. and Winter Soldier. I know there's yeah. so many names. I can't like, uh, it, it, beautiful moment after beautiful moment. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I, watching this note, because the very first time when we were in the theater, I did not register that Bucky knew that he wasn't coming back. But after yeah. watching it again, knowing that it's so much richer of a scene yep yep they have this beautiful goodbye which mirrors the goodbye when bucky went off to the war and then like bucky lets sam go to him because he already had his goodbye he knew this was coming and he's allowing sam to kind of process it and have his moment it's just so beautiful gorgeous Mm. question because there was another moment that i'm wondering if so there's a moment in Avengers Age of Ultron where they're all trying to pick up Mjolnir, but Cap moves it a little bit. So then when once again, whenever it happens, crazy. When we were doing that episode, I think it what it was Garrett Kelly and Dugan who said that they think Cap could have moved Mjolnir yes. the whole time, but chose not to. I think hmm. so too. Okay. Because, Ooh. because the alternative is that what did he do? between Age of Ultron and Endgame to yeah. now become worthy. <clears throat> yeah. I think I, worth, worthiness seems like it's a binary though, right? Yeah. Like if he could move it at all, he could lift it. Yeah, and I think that he point. made the choice 
to just not because that's just who he is. He's he just, and that is virgin energy. <laughs> that is, he is virgin. Even when he comes back, I was like, I know you guys didn't sleep together in the last 70 years. I know it. <laughs> I just know it. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for Deep Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Um. <laughs> false i wonder if they have it here's the other thing they could have a child yeah oh god and i haven't <laughs> read enough captain america book or uh comics that i thought about that today because like when it first happens we were watching it at theaters you're just crying um yeah. but this time i was like oh they could introduce his child i don't know if he has one in the comics or it does not or does um and none of our and and the Marvel QAnon has not led me to believe that it is happening. Um, but yeah, and then that kind of brings us to the end of the movie. Yeah. So let's, final thoughts. Any final, like, uh, takeaways of this movie? And then I'm going to ask you guys a ton of fun little questions. Perfect movie. Kind of is. Yeah. I really love the end credits where they do the last little thing i was telling val who got upset about this that originally <laughs> they did this uh at the end of breaking dawn 2 the twilight movie where they do like a little thing for each of them and i remember seeing this movie in tallahassee florida and thinking to myself this is the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen and i think it's so cool now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it yeah it's so beautiful, especially like the order that they went in. Ugh. The only thing that always annoys me every single time is that Chris Pratt gets a with Chris Pratt. I'm like, you're not that cool. Like, yeah. Be farther back in this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. He's got a good agent. God. Between Chris, here's the thing, like between Chris Pratt and Letitia Wright, I feel like, okay, yeah. we just got to keep them. We just got to know yeah. that yeah. they're our like there are problematic uncle mm -hmm. yeah and they just gotta stay because i mean like what are we gonna do i um, heard a rumor it might just be a complete rumor but i heard that she got fired <gasps> yeah, I, heard that too. I heard a rumor that she that she came forward and said like none of those rumors about me saying anti-vax stuff on the set were true like she might not be vaccinated but that those so i just don't know what to believe yeah this, what I this... heard about her getting fired was that she had had some, like, visa issues. She got mm -hmm. injured, and yep. then she had to go home, and then she was having, like, visa issues coming back. Okay. And I do so... have a theory. We'll talk about it after, because we're already at, like, an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so we will talk about that um, as, a, as friends in a moment. Um, so some of the things I like to do is, one, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give this movie compared to other movies in general? Ten. Sure. I'll go. Yeah. 10. <laughs> I don't even think you can like, that's the thing is like, you cannot compare this movie to other movies in general yeah, because there is not another 22 movie franchise that exists or will ever exist in the movie. It's unbelievable. I give that a hundred out of 10. Yeah. 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 10. I, I mean, 10. you can't compare it to Hitch. 
or like just one off movie. <laughs> I mean, like, not possible. Mike, you lean over just a little bit, and there's like a movie poster of Hitch signed by Will Smith behind you. Evan James is just in three. <laughs> you cannot compare it to the Kevin James classic Hitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it's a 10 out of 10. Uh, I've pulled up the Rotten Tomatoes, so out of 1 of 100, I would love to know what each of you think critics gave this film and what you think audiences gave this film. Uh-huh. I would say Critics gave it a 97, Audiences 98. Okay. Bow. I would say, oh, oh. go ahead. Bow. No, 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 go Trent, go Trent. I, I, I'll say, I'll say Audience 99. You know what? I'll say Audience 100. And Critics, what'd you say, Mike? 97. Yeah, I think Critics probably were like 92. Yeah, I'm going to say Critics 93, uh, Audience 99. Uh, critics gave this movie a 94% and audiences gave it a 90%. Interesting. Right? Oh, is this like the whole like we hate like well, here's the nice thing. things fandom the, issues? Since I started doing this podcast, I've started looking into some of the the um some of the critics that I don't agree with or like some of the critiques that audiences give it. And uh-huh. usually if it's wild, it's like based in some sort of like it's un it's you're it's impossible that it, it would not be based on some sort of prejudice for some of these yeah. movies. But then let's read the top comment that gave this a three out of five stars. Nothing much to see here, just a return to the usual Marvy mo- Marvel movie quality level. From Adrian actually, actually M. it was the it was the greatest cinematic achievement of all time, Adrian M. <laughs> Adrian get Adrian M. Listeners. <laughs> The language is so funny. Nothing much to see. Even if you don't like this movie, there's a lot going on here. (laughs) Nothing much to see here. Just every person who's ever been in the last 22 movies. Yeah. Has their own moment. He goes on to say, he goes on to say, it's good to see the non-superhero Iron Man finally removed from the picture with his only power being a rich guy and owner of advanced technology. Get Adrian M. (laughs) Docs his ass. If yes. you don't like movies, why review movies? Yeah. yeah. But that's the problem, right? Like you like people who leave reviews on anything are usually the people who don't like the thing. Like and yeah. care enough to go oh, and yeah. say how they didn't like yeah. the thing. And almost always, and I say this as somebody who has a podcast who fully reviews <laughs> these movies. Almost always based out of narcissism. It's almost <laughs> always being like, hi, I'm the one who didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, whatever, Adrian M. <laughs> It's such like a thing to like dislike the thing that everyone else likes. Yeah. Just because everyone else likes it. I'm like, okay. Also, like if you're going into Avengers Endgame, you already know what you're expecting. So it's (laughs) like, you're like, well, it wasn't uh, uh, Schindler's List. It wasn't, uh, uh, you know, I was like, no, it's not. It's no, you know what it is. Right. Stupid. It's not Citizen Kane. Like, shut up. Um, Citizen Kane sucks. <laughs> I know. We used to, whenever I was in, when I was in college, there was like the pinnacle. Everyone was like, it changed movie making history. You have to watch it. And I watched it. I'm like, yeah, at that time it did. But now it's yeah. like, yeah. we just watched Ghost last night. And it, things are, things are released in a certain time. And that should be noticed. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it is a wonderful movie, but there's so many parts of it where I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> right. So last but not least, um, we have a couple little fun questions. If you could replace anybody in this movie with Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito. <laughs> I knew this was coming. 
coming. Yeah. I'm not prepared. I've been I've been thinking a lot about this. I think there's some very funny opportunity for both of them. I think um uh Danny DeVito as the kid on the bike who sees Paul Rudd early in the movie is funny. Um I think Danny DeVito as the rat who activates is funny. Um, I also think Danny DeVito as like one of uh, Thanos's minions is funny. Yeah. Um, and then I think Rosie O'Donnell could have also been the ancient one. That could yeah. have been fun. Oh, that's my that's pick. That's a good one. Can, can you imagine showing up on a rooftop and it's goddamn Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> from 1998? Like yeah. 98 Rosie. Yeah, League of Their Own. Rosie. Making those yeah. like discs. Yeah. She's got her koozies or her koosh balls. <laughs> Yeah. You're here to see Stephen Strange. You're five years early, buddy. <laughs> we got a good show. Ugh. I think Danny DeVito should be Red Skull. Oh my Ooh, god! Ooh, that's a perfect pick. Yeah. Comment. Imagine the commentary coming from Red Skull as god. figuring out who's gonna kill themselves, and um, and then I couldn't figure out. I thought maybe Rosie O'Donnell could be Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> crash through a spaceship and it be like was... i'm here to save you guys <laughs> i would uh, make oh go ahead mike uh i so my 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 choice for rosie is, or yeah is is the ancient one i would say danny devito could be like um uh one of thor's pals uh the ones that are sitting there playing Fortnite. um <laughs> when, like oh. one of those like he could have had added stuff to that scene yeah um, I would say I'm going to make Danny DeVito um, uh, Yvette Brown's character in the elevator <laughs> where like taking yes. notes <laughs> and being like, what are you doing here? Being a little narc. <laughs> yeah. And then like running with security. We're like, he had a, a weird, what did they call it? Like a beatnik beard or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah from um, Mungo Jerry. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought it was so funny that they were like, I thought that that commentary was so funny of that. Like, yeah. So, uh, um, so I would, that's who I would make Danny DeVito, and then I was tempted to do Captain Marvel for uh, um, Rosie. Rosie, I instead I'm gonna make Rosie 2014 Nebula. So we're just left to believe that they like really changed her a lot. Like she's been made up of more parts now. She doesn't even look like Rosie anymore. That's funny. Yeah. I love it. Oh, and the last but not least, uh, who in this movie has, and this can be genderless, this is about energy, who in this movie has hot dad energy? And since we have so many, also, we can incorporate hot mom energy, I think, too. Um, once again, these can be genderless. I'll go first to give you some time to think. Okay, I'm preparing myself for backlash. <laughs> Hulk has never been hotter than he is in this movie. Hulk is so hot in this movie. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know I don't know what trauma I've endured in this life to be the person who is fully boned up for Professor Hulk. But I'm giving him hot dad energy. What okay, I, I think there is a correct answer to this question personally. Um what scene was the most hot dad energy from Hulk for you? Uh, first of all, when he's shoving them damn pancakes in his face. One. Yep, that's correct. That's hell, correct. hell, and he is wearing like that little cardigan and that t-shirt hanging off the his cardigan, nipples. I'm like, hell like, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then he, rip, a... he whips that bench across the lake at one point. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh okay. 
I love when he gives uh, Ant Man the tacos, where he's like, oh, "Here you yeah. go, buddy." And like, there's that's a, yeah, <laughs> little <laughs> tiny ones. That's a great that whole scene. Is such an underrated like throwaway scene. Yeah. Like when Nebula walks by, he goes, "Brody, look out! There's an idiot on the planet." <laughs> yeah. I like that word, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so funny uh and then hot mom energy i'm gonna give to um honestly pepper potts i love her in this movie mm -hmm. i love that in that moment where she's like watching her husband die she, her focus is like okay make this as easy as possible for him she's just mm -hmm. so good yeah um goop be damned she's <laughs> so good uh i got uh my hot dad they're not in this movie a lot but um, I don't know. They just have hot dad energy. Uh, the new king of Asgard, Valkyrie, is my mm. hot dad energy. Ugh, so hot. Um, and then um, my hot mom energy, I I think it's Black Widow. Because she, like, you know, cares about her kids. Yeah. Wants everybody to, wants to get the family together. Mm -hmm. And she's hot. So, yeah, hot mom energy. She's yeah, so that was going to be my pick, too. I think I honestly her and Cap kind of just have that like mom and dad vibe. Yeah, the totally. Yeah, they really um, are. So like that's those are my picks. But I would also like to add hot babysitter energy for Captain Marvel. <laughs> like when she, <laughs> when she like comes upon uh, Peter yeah. Parker and she's like, what you got there? You got something for me? Yeah. Can I help you out? <laughs> uh, baby she goes, hey, Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, like all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just like felt like, you know, the older, your friend's older sister like just showed up and was like, yeah. do you need me yeah. to like, clean up this mess for you? Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would so say funny. my hot mom energy, and I don't know if this is hot. It's not really hot, but I do think, hmm. If the answer, Frigga is my answer. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I feel like she went into full mom mode right there. Yeah. And she knew what she needed to do. Didn't matter the circumstances. It was just like, this is my job. This I'm going to take care of my kid. And yep. that is fucking cool. Um, hot dad energy. I'm going to go with Don Cheadle. Um, oh. He's kind of like the quiet guy in the background. He is steady. He is also like physically hurt and, you know, mentally not there, but he does it anyway. You, you, that's what dads do like good dads yeah. do they just sort of yeah. show up anyway Ugh. yeah don Cheadle's also a great pick and i think we gotta throw tony into the hot dad category yeah also. tony <laughs> is hot dad. i've been giving him hot dad energy a lot throughout this podcast yes uh but he deserved it also two honorable hot mom men mentions okoye kills that bad guy that the rest of the avengers have been struggling with for a whole movie corvus glaive she yeah. just Hits him with a spear and then like does a backbend and like yeah. stamps him in the ground like a flag. Yep. <laughs> so good. And then also um, Wanda in the infamous Wanda yeah. moment. Ugh. She is so like, she does such a good job whisper acting. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah. he's like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> you will. I also love that her 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 Sokovian accent comes back at like the hottest times. Yeah. Like she yeah. like when she's ordering Chipotle, no accent. When she's yeah. destroying a global threat, accent. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Any final thoughts? Anything we want to say before we wrap up? 
Uh, sorry, everyone, for a two-hour episode. But I know. We, we might. <laughs> don't be surprised if we split this up into a part one and a part two, depending on what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Totally Holy understand. bananas. <laughs> well, thank you all so much. Thank, thank you, you buddy. Hey, okay, we're going to stop recording right. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is the Trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast